Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode seven, my favorite number of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew. My name is Jordan Lorenz, joined alongside the one and only Drew Scriberg. Drew, before you introduce yourself, two things we have to let the people know. One, you got yourself a new microphone, and two, in about, oh, give or take 10 minutes, someone else is going to be joining us on the podcast this week. Yes, I did get a new microphone, Jordan. You are right. It is a toner 777 microphone. It sounds very great, and I'm excited to no longer use my potato microphone. It's going to be professional now. We're going to be a little bit more professional, yes, with this new microphone. And like Jordan mentioned, in 10 minutes, Johnny Tim from Reedsville is going to be on to discuss some draft predictions and really preview the NFL draft with us. And we're really excited to have him on. Like I said, he's just like Jordan. He's an aspiring communications major. He's going to St. Norbert, not like Jordan, but mm-hmm. it'll be great to have great to have him on. Super excited. And let's get right into it. Yeah. So, I mean, if for some reason, if you want to skip this early part and just listen to the draft, go to like 10-ish minutes maybe, but we might be wrong. We don't know for sure. But regardless, we've got a few general announcements before we get to our stuff. Summer Sports Spectacular coming soon. We're getting closer to summer. I'm done with school in like three weeks. It's crazy. This year flew by. First year of college, gone just like that. I wanted to shout out the Manitowoc Bandits real quick. Nine to win this past Friday over the Cleveland Wildcats. So it was so weird. They First of all, in the second or third inning, Cleveland added a 10th batter. So they had 10 batters during the course of the game. I didn't know you could do that. And then in the fifth inning, they changed the game to seven innings instead of nine. I didn't know you could just change that in the middle of the game. But it was exhibition. Didn't really matter. Bandits get their first big win of the year. Uh, Let's see. On June 11th is their next home game. So, I mean, we're quite a ways out. Well, April, May 23rd, they have games at Municipal, but that's a tournament. Depends how they do the first day. Might be the 23rd. I don't know for sure yet. We'll keep you updated. Follow Mandy Bandits on Twitter for all that good stuff. Blizzard bracket, Drew, that it's a mouthful, but we got some very good feedback on that episode, didn't we? We got some great feedback, like you said, on YouTube. I mean, the bracket that we put that we put out on YouTube looks fantastic. Anchor, we've gotten some good reviews on, and it it's just a it's a great episode. You, if you have not listened to it, I highly recommend you listen to us debate with former Dairy Queen employee Zach Rausch on which Blizzard's the best. It's definitely our most laid back episode to date. Tons of fun, just good stuff all around. I put hours of work into that YouTube video to make sure it looks good. Text is a little small, but it has to be to make sure we get the whole bracket up. So that is that. And also yesterday, my UFC 261 recap was released. That was a wild, wild card in front of 15,000 fans. So good to have fans back. And they were in for a treat with that show. So listen to the recap if you haven't already. And we mentioned the YouTube. Subscribe to it if you aren't. We're up to 15 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Please. Keep them coming if you haven't. Yeah, Drew, you're surprised. We've gotten a lot of our five-star reviews lately. Keep them coming if you haven't done it already. Subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts. Leave that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And give a like to our videos on YouTube as well. really helps out a lot as we're trying to build our brand. And let's waste no time. Stat of the Week, our new segment. This is the second week running. Before we get to the Stat of the Week, we have an honorable mention if ESPN wants to give Jacob deGrom more credit and Corbin Burns. They can. Jacob deGrom has faced 101 batters this season. He has struck out 50 of them. That is just, there's no words to describe how well that man is doing. But Corbin Burns, you want to talk about doing well? 
in his first four starts sets a record 40 strikeouts without a single walk this man is going off in the best way possible and 1893 is when like those sort of stats started to be recorded Corbin Burns has the best I mean this is Drew we're going to talk about Brewers in a minute but this man is just on fire right now yeah, talk about video game numbers. This is like MLB, the show 21, road of the show, rookie, rookie, rookie. And you're just like against every batter, you're going to strike everyone out. And that's what Corbin Burns and Jacob deGrom essentially have done this year. And it's just, it's, it's, it's phenomenal to see. I, it's something I've never seen before. No, definitely not. And I saw a tweet. It was like someone saying in a game that's been around over a hundred years, it's crazy. We're getting like all time records like this. And it's true. Like these boys are doing something special and it is a treat to watch. We are getting being gifted. I should say to start out the year, let's move gears now. I think you're going to find a theme in this week's edition of on this day in history. Let's waste no time. April 26 is the date today on this day. In 1983, Stanford quarterback John Elway was the first pick by the Baltimore Colts. Found that interesting. On this day in 1992, the University of Washington defensive end Steve Etman was the first pick by the Indianapolis Colts. So look at that. And on this day in 2003, USC quarterback Carson Palmer was the first pick by the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals had the first pick last year, obviously, and took the late, great Joe Burrow. Can't wait to see him back this year. On the stay in 2008, the University of Michigan took offensive tackle Jake Long in the first pick. That was by the Miami Dolphins. On the stay in 2012, listen to this one. Andrew Luck was the first pick by the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are filling up this board with first-round picks. And this one's my favorite. On this day in 2018, Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield was the first pick by the Cleveland Browns. Four quarterbacks taken in top 10 selections for the first time in history. That was a stacked quarterback year in 2018. Josh Allen was in that one as well, right? Yes, he was. That's just, that was stacked. Four quarterbacks in the top 10 picks. I love me some Baker Mayfield. I, I, it's kind of sad I have a shirt of Baker Mayfield, but I don't for Aaron Rodgers. But hey, whatever. Life goes on, right? I'm still a backer fan for life. I just love Baker Mayfield and that Browns team. They did very well this year. Now it's time from Browns to Brewers. Let's go to our weekly sports talk segment. We're just recapping the Brewers. It's modified. If you guys remember back, episode two was our interview with Robert Chimek. We did a modified format. We didn't do weekly sports talk, but I'm just going to briefly mention the Brewers real quick. There's some big things to talk about and our new segment with our prediction. So let's start with that. Why don't we? Full disclosure, we're recording this on Sunday. The Brewers-Cubs game has not finished yet, but I predicted the Brewers were going to go two and four. Drew said three and three. A point is given to whoever is closest to their actual record for the week. Right now, the Brewers are four and one. So ladies and gentlemen, Drew Skyberg takes week number one. I was so wrong. I said they were going to get swept by the Padres. Why don't you tell everyone, Drew, what happened in that Padres series if they're living under a rock and weren't aware? Well, that Padres series was exactly the opposite of Jordan predicted, like he just said. And no Kane, no Yelich, no Wong, no problem, is was what I thought happened. <laughs> Luis Arias, Billy McKinney, Jace Peterson all stepped up. Each had their own game. Tyrone Taylor even hit a bomb. Just guys who you would not expect to step up. I mean, of course, you, you expected Burns and Woodruff to pitch phenomenal. They did that. But the offense stepped up. Those boys, they, they hit some bombs. 
McKinney had two home runs in the series. Jace Peterson, there was literally a Jace Peterson day that la- yes. last Wednesday and that game when he had that home run. He had he had two RBIs. He had a great game, and it was just San Diego. They they just got destroyed by the Brewers for those three games, and it was quite a sight to see. And I'm ex- kind of excited for this Brewer team. They bounced back after that rough series and against Pittsburgh, and now looking through looking ahead to next week. We have the schedule and they got so today they have a they start a three game series at home against Miami, the Marlins and then, um, former town. Yep. And hopefully we get Yelch back, which we heard that good news today or we'll talk about Sunday, that in a second. Yeah. Good news uh-huh. with the MRI and Thursday, we begin a four game series at home against the L.A. Dodgers. That is going to be a show. That will be a great series to watch. Luckily, no Thursday off day this week, so we get the full seven game slate for the week. And we're also aren't we on like a seventeen day stretch where we're playing? It's something crazy like that. I'm not it's sure. A, I I believe big, it because they got to get these games in. Yeah, it's a big number where we don't have an off day. I don't remember exactly what it is. I thought it was like seventeen days. So we're gonna have to take a look at that briefly. Going back to last week, the bullpen didn't allow a single run against the Padres. The Padres put up three runs in three games. Now is it? This Brewers bullpen dominated. The Brewers had an awful loss on Friday, fifteen to two to the Cubs. I mean, they're on cloud nine. They just swept the Padres and then they lose by thirteen runs. But Saturday, they win four three. We don't know what happened Sunday yet, but the time of recording, they're leading one zero. So there's that. And then we also did want to mention new players going on the IL. Wong came off the IL. He's been doing great ever since he got back. But two pitchers, Brett Anderson and Josh Lindblom both going on the 10-day IL. Anderson has a strained right hamstring, and Lindblom has a right knee effusion. Do you know what an effusion is? Because I don't. Yeah, so it's something with his right knee. He has extra, like, fluid in his knee, and hopefully that gets taken care of. I saw that on Twitter, so I I don't think Twitter lies to me, but (laughs) Twitter's an interesting place. I mean, that doesn't sound like it's too bad to get fixed up, but... We'll have to see. Only time will tell. Lindblom and Anderson, those are the two that are at fault for that terrible loss on Thursday. But yeah, Yelch MRI came back. No news is good news. So it looks like he's going to be going pretty soon. We'll get him back. Hopefully, at least for the Dodgers series, we get Yelch back. But are you ready to predict this week what we think these kids are going to do? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to make my prediction first. I'm going to say they go five and two this week. I'm going to say, wow, let's listen to this. They're going to sweep the Marlins, and then they're going to split a four game against the Dodgers. Okay, that is, wow, that is an interesting call. You're going five and two. I'm so I, get, I mean, yeah. we, can't, we can't really pick the same scores because otherwise that defeats the purpose at seeing who does better. So I'll go four and three. I think that's fair. I think a Marlins sweep is likely, but we'll say they drop one to the Marlins, and then they split it with the Dodgers. So we'll go with that. So you're saying... Five and two, I'll add this to my spreadsheet here. Five and two, bold pick. I went bold the other way last week, and it didn't pay off. So five and two for Drew, four and three for me. Let's see how that pays off. And our last thing we wanted to mention real quick, D. Gordon gets signed to a minor league contract for the Brewers. This kind of came out of nowhere. But with the RCA trade, we need a little more depth. So thoughts on this, D. Gordon, D. Strange Gordon. Yeah, there you go. As we all know, he changed his... Name from D Gordon to D Strange Gordon in the offseason. I mean, Yikes. really nobody really nobody knows that, but yeah, um, I think it's a great signing. I think, like you mentioned, with the whole depth department now with uh, 
the Arcia trade. I think, you know, having another guy there other than Daniel Robertson, and maybe in case if those guys go in the IL, uh, you got uh, D. Strange Gordon to step in now for Luis Arias or Daniel Robinson. So I think, hey, good signing. He can play short. He can play second. So, yeah, I'm it's not forward. awful. It's all about the depth at this rate. And he, like as we said, it's minor league. So if he's doing terrible down there, obviously you're never going to bring him up. So that's that. Quick standings recap, not fully up to date, but the Brewers are leading. They're 12 and 8 as of this recording. Cubs and Cardinals, both 10 and 10. Pirates 10 and 11. Reds are 9 and 11. They were 2 and 8 in the last 10. They were first last week. And they go from first to worst just like that. It's crazy how fast things can change in the game of baseball. And it's basically all we got. We're just mentioning the Brewers. And now it's time for our interview with the one and only Jonathan Tim. Episode 7 resumes as our special guest is back, ladies and gentlemen. This man going to St. Norbert College, the future voice of St. Norbert, question mark, around there. He is our draft expert. This is Johnny Tim. Mr. Tim, Johnny, how are you doing today? Doing great, Jordan. How about yourself? Oh, man, we're doing fantastic. We just recorded the first part of this. Now we're set for our interview. You're our second interview on like the main episode. So, I mean, that's that's good for something. You are our draft expert, we are calling you as we get going here. And we'll have trivia at the end of this. That's our specialty. Can't wait to get to that. But first, I wanted to read you this article I found. See if you can make any sense of this. So last year, we know the draft. It was all virtual, things like that. For those who aren't familiar, the war rooms, that's like the term for everyone when they were like in their big offices, whatever, all the coaches, staff, all that sort of thing. So it says teams with all fully vaccinated people are limited or are limited to 10 people in the draft room, whereas teams with non-vaccinated people can have 20. Johnny, can you make any sense of why that would be? Um, I feel like the vaccination, especially with the big media world, I feel like it just brings a sense of comfort to people. What did you say? They're limited to 20 people, if not no, vaccinated. Vaccinated, vaccinated people have 10, but non-vaccinated can have 20. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. For, for sure. No, I, I honestly think it'd be the other way around. Yeah, no that's what we were talking yeah. about before. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm, I'm honestly, sh- I'm sorry. I, I can't make any sense of that. Exactly. We couldn't either. So I don't blame you for that. I just was very confused unless two articles said it wrong, but that's what I said. So moving on, it's time for the draft. Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one pick. I think it's basically a lock. Can you confirm? I mean, you can't confirm, but you think they're going to be taking Trevor Lawrence? I do, and I feel like uh, for a franchise like Jacksonville, if you guys didn't know, Trevor Lawrence is actually from Jacksonville. And especially with the new coach, Urban Meyer, I feel like um, Urban Meyer coming out of college football, knowing Trevor Lawrence very well, I feel like he'll make great do. And then Jacksonville, another team, hopping on the dual-threat quarterback and Yeah, Urban Meyer at Jacksonville, it's going to be very interesting. I'm curious to see how he does. College coach finally moving up to Jacksonville. Can't wait to see how he does there. Other quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, he's projected to go second in some of these mock drafts. You got Mac Jones and then Justin Fields as well. Where do you think these quarterbacks are going to end up? Because, I mean, we got some good quarterbacks here in the draft this year. Yeah, a guy who has my eyes, like you mentioned, Zach Wilson out of BYU. Um 
I honestly cannot say I watched much of him in college, but he's just, he's just been continuing to climb up the list of top projected players all the way up to number two. And that's probably as far as he'll get, but I'm looking at this, who has the second pick and it's New York, the Jets, Sam Darnold gone. And I honestly feel like Zach Wilson has that starting QB spot all over it. If given New York Jets do decide to draft him and another quarterback, Justin Fields. Um, obviously, he was a really good quarterback in college, but he's another dual threat guy. Very, very, very impressive performance against uh, Clemson, knocking off Trevor Lawrence himself in the college football playoff this year. I mean, we all didn't expect uh, him to perform that way, especially uh, the words we got out of uh, Clemson coaches Dabble Swinney's mouth saying mm-hmm. that uh, – <laughs> I know you. I heard that laugh. I know you remember it. Oh yeah. Saying what kind of what kind of world are we living in? How Ohio State was a, a supposedly not deserving of that playoff spot because of the Big Ten circumstance, but Justin Fields proved the entire nation wrong. And honestly, that game got him as far as he could in the picks this year for the draft. I was going to ask you about that real quick. College football this year, it was weird. How like conferences started later and stuff how do you think the season went out because I it was so weird how Big Ten started like months later and then Ohio State like you said they ended up going to the playoffs even though they hadn't played as many games and stuff it was a weird season it was and being a big college ball fan I'm just glad that uh, we were very fortunate to have a season to watch some games especially the anticipation of waiting on the Badgers being the Big Ten doing what they were doing. And, I mean, Pac-12 made the decision not to start till November. Um, SEC we knew was going to start because there's probably over 60% of their revenue all in football. And not sure if you guys keep up with football right now, but FCS is actually still currently in their playoffs. So Yeah, I saw there were some teams playing. Like it, the scores were going on ESPN, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I was confused too. I saw I saw stuff on ESPN. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on here? It's spring. Yeah, I I was lost. I was, huh? Packers. Why don't we talk about them next? Moving on here, they've got ten picks in the draft this year, but 29th overall pick in the first round. Then they got a second round, a third round, two fourths, two fifths, two sixths in the seventh. Any chance either of you think Packers are going to move up, try and trade up in the draft? Um, I'll go first here on this. I think um, I think there's certainly a chance they move up. Maybe they move up to like early 20s, 20, 21, 22. Maybe if they see someone they want, I think they're gonna they they're definitely gonna move up. Maybe trade like a third or a fourth rounder to move up. But there's also I think a chance that they move down. I think if they there's someone that if there's nobody they really want, I think there's a chance they trade that pick. They trade that 29th overall pick for more draft capital, maybe for the future maybe for later in the draft, but I think there's certainly a chance that happens. I mean, they've got two fourths, two fifths, two sixths. So it's, they like trading down once in a while. It always happens where they get those other picks, but I agree with what you said. If they get anywhere trading, it's not going to be like the 10th pick in the draft. They're not going to move up really high. And they quite honestly don't have any reason to the thing that we're thinking is we should draft a wide receiver. But as both of you know, that never happens and we never end up getting a receiver. So what is, what do you think is likely to land with us in our pick for the first round if we do even keep that pick? 
to be honest, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, he can make he can make anything happen with anybody. I mean, we saw the emergence of Marquez Valdez Scantling last year. Al had a pretty successful year as well. And those are guys you never heard of. So, I mean, line, I don't, watching that last NFC Championship game, ugh, Rodgers mm-hmm. just get hit one play after the next. And Corey Lindsley's gone now, so definitely a position they need to look into updating yeah, in the depth chart. Rodgers does a great job of turning nobodies into someone, somebodies. He's done that his entire career, all these guys we've never heard of. And the draft last year, for everyone they've drafted, the only player to get snaps was A.J. Dillon, and he was drafted in the second round. And that's just insane to me that they're drafting all these players, but it's like they're stocking up on them almost. They're just keeping them keeping around, seeing what they want to do with them. And eventually they get their playing time, but they've got Aaron Jones back. And obviously they've got Dylan. Jamal Williams is gone now. So that's interesting. I don't think they'll be taking a running back unless it's later in the draft. But Drew, I know there's a name you said you wanted to enlighten me on. Fill me in. Who you got? Well, yeah. So it leads perfectly into what John, Johnny was talking about with the whole idea that, hey, we need O'Lyman. We He talked about the NFC Championship game. Horrible performance by the offensive line. And there's someone who I think who can step in with Lindsley's departure. Quinn Miners of University of Wisconsin Whitewater. I think he can go, he's going to go in the second or third round. Other mock drafts agree with me on this. He's an absolute unit. ESPN always shows videos of him just like destroying people in the college game. He had an impressive performance. And there's highlights of his of his offensive line performance. There's a chance he could even play center potentially so he could potentially even be the replacement right away yeah we can use that yeah johnny have you ever heard of quinn miners from whitewater um i haven't see no one has heard of him yeah he's he is my my sleeper guy in this draft and a few other my guy my guys at valors know about him and he he's an absolute unit we love him i i hope they draft him personally in the second or third round I mean, the second round might be a stretch, might be a little too early, but hey, if he's still there in the third round, you may, I, I think I think you take him. Yeah, why not? And uh, mentioning Wisconsin, that's the last thing I wanted to talk about. Is there anyone like big from Wisconsin in the draft this year? I mean, do they have any real big guys that are going from college to the pro level that anyone should keep an eye on? I'm going to be honest. According to CBS Sports, they had in CBS Sports' mock draft, they have one guy. Wisconsin has one guy going and, like, projected to get drafted through the draft. Yeah, not, I and I mean, like, not undrafted or anything. Yeah, I didn't think they had any big names coming into the draft this year, so that's very interesting. So there must have been an earthquake at the Tim household. I'm not sure. Technology issues. Drew and I, we're going to make the most of it. So that, And that ended our guest with our, our Johnny Tim. A little early. Guest is over, but... No trivia at the end of this week. It's just the way things worked out. It didn't go very well, but we did the best we could. And we got some good bit out of Johnny Tim. We got what we could. And we need a back check now. We need to talk about these Green Bay Packers. Drew, we barely scratched the surface with this team. We were talking about it. They've got the 29th overall pick. Let's give give the people a few options. I mean, obviously, lean towards wide receiver. Or you mentioned the guy from Whitewater as well, but... Who else are we thinking? What are we thinking for the Packers in the first round? Pending they don't trade. Okay, yeah, pending they don't trade. I'm thinking with new defensive coordinator Joe Barry, 
I'm thinking they're going to go defense. And shocker, they're not going to go receiver first round. We know the Packers. Why would they? That would make way too much sense. Yeah, why would we pick so, the thing we need? I'm thinking a defensive th- – they could go any way with this, really. They could go defensive tackle. They could go a corner. They could go a linebacker because corner would not be a bad idea. Corner would not be a bad idea with uh, kind of Josh Jackson, the downfall of him. And then also the Kevin King resigning, which is like, hey, we got that, but it's kind of Kevin King, which it's Kevin I mean, King. everyone remembers last year's NFC championship game, which was that's my tweet. Brutal. Kevin King 14 Packers zero 80 big 80 like tweet by Jordan Lawrence. Yes, it's my pin tweet. And- yeah, so I'm thinking here we could go with Joe Barry. I don't know if you knew this, Jordan. He actually is a linebacker, linebacker specialist. So with a guy like that, you you would expect he would kind of influence in the first first round pick. Okay, and so I was one guy it might cater to him as well because him being new defensive coordinator, they might want to be like, okay, what do you want? I think we'll give it to you. You know, build that confidence up to him and be like, hey, this was a good hire. See how the man does. That's his first real test is the draft. Yeah, so the guy I'm going to go with here is Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. I say they there is a chance they draft this guy first round. And he's, I mean, he's possible. I mean, uh, some I draft boards I saw. 26 in the this rankings, I see. Number 26. So oh. that falls like kind of right in place. I've seen um, Collins go to the Packers in a few mock drafts. Um, not, not all of them. I, I saw one which kind of like, which brings up another scenario I want to mention where it, it's the trade-up scenario where they trade up to the 22nd, 23rd mm-hmm. overall pick. And then when they do that, they get Greg Newsome the second cornerback out of Northwestern. Oh, he's actually under Collins in this one. He's number 30. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've, I've seen him early 20s in almost every single mock draft. I think, I, I think he's going to go early 20s. So I think if they're going to want to draft him, they're going to have to trade up. But hey, if he falls to thirty, like, and if he's still there at twenty nine, you know, I, I personally would go Newsom over Collins. But again, like you said, we might cater to Joe Barry, so it's more than likely they go linebacker if they would go defense. But what we were talking about with Johnny, um, the whole offensive line situation, I think that's a that's an issue you address later in the draft. I don't think they're gonna go first round on that. I think nor if, should they. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And I think also the receiver, I, you. Like we were talking about, our Rodgers makes um, nobody's into somebody's. Mm-hmm. I think if they can get a guy third or fourth round, I mean, yep. hey, why That's not? That's what I'm thinking. Or even if they get two, like say they get one third round and then like a late six rounder. Like if they do something like that, if unless they've got other things to worry about on their mind. But I think Rodgers is going to be just fine. It's not like we need a top name wide receiver. And with a pick so late in the first round, you're not going to get that anyways. It's not like we're taking a receiver first 10 picks who is a standout in college and we never get anyone like that. So it's really just all about trading either our pick to move around a little bit or trading in the off season, signing free agents. It's one of those things where we got to figure out what our priorities are. And that's why the draft is so interesting. All these mock drafts are different for the most part. Like usually one through five is around the same basically. But then once you get down there, I love just seeing the diversity, how different these things are. Even these rankings. I mean, they've all, everyone looks at things differently. And that's why we just have to wait for the draft, figure out what the Packers do, who they pick when, and figure out what their priorities are, if they even know what their priorities are, because sometimes it's really up in the air. Taking Jordan Love first round last year, that's obviously been something they planned on. That was their priority. But to the fans, totally different. It's just one of those things where you're looking at office perspective compared to fans. Anything else for the Packers? 
I think you just nailed it there. Let's go to let's go talk about your DraftKings. Yes. Yeah, so instead of trivia, we switched gears. So we made it something different here. DraftKings has a free pool for the first round of the draft. We can win our share drew of fifty thousand dollars. It's always so misleading when they say that though, because if I look at the payouts, I'll look later. But usually here, pay table and rules. So if we would finish first somehow, we win a thousand dollars. It's they're so tricky when they do this. They say you win your share of fifty thousand dollars. First gets a thousand, second gets five hundred, third through tenth gets a hundred, eleventh through thirtieth gets fifty, thirty-first through six hundred seventy-fifth gets twenty-five, and then it just goes down. If we finish four thousand one hundred seventy-six to nine thousand seven hundred fifty, we win a dollar. So I mean we're gonna see we're gonna see how we do here. This is just for the first round. Ten questions, full disclosure. Trivia, we tried to record it. It didn't end up well. So we're just going to do this. This is going to be fun. Something new, something interesting. And let's get, why is it, it's yelling at me. There's also a one for the second round that you could do. It says, well, I don't know if it's for the second round. It's just for the second day. They have free 10K NFL draft day two pool. And then they have a free day three pool as well. So they've got it all. But we're just focusing on day one, which is the first round. Who will be the second overall pick Zach Wilson from BYU seems to stand out as the front runner yeah I'm with you Zach Wilson let's go who will be the third overall pick this is interesting Zach Wilson Trey Lance Jamar Chase Justin Fields or Mac Jones I mean some people might think they go Lawrence Wilson Fields some people might think Lawrence Jones Wilson I mean things are all over the place this is an interesting third pick and I think we were kind of leaning towards any other player I'm well, I'm going to change it up here and take back what we did there. And it's we're talking about the San Francisco 49ers. They're they're going to want a quarterback. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to settle with Jimmy G anymore. I think I think it's time to move on. I'm going to go fields. Okay, we'll go Justin Fields for the third overall pick. Now who will be the fourth. So it's same up. It's same options minus one. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Jamar Chase, Trey Lance, Penny Sawil or any other player. And I know I'm butchering that name. There's no way I'm saying that right. I'm going to say any other player because we're still missing Kyle Pitts here. Yep. We're gonna, There's we some other guys about... that are high in this draft. And DraftKings, they like to throw all the same names at you because it's all up to you what you're thinking. Fifth overall pick, same thing. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Jamar Chase, Justin Fields, Penny Sweel, or any other player. We are thinking our boy Peniel here, right? Fifth pick. Yeah. We talked about with Joe Burrow. We with Joe Burrow and his injury, I think it makes sense to get him a better offensive line to what he had last year, which was like next to nothing. So I'm going to say we take, we take Sewell here. Yeah, that's the reason he went down is because he had nobody. So they certainly could use someone here. Interesting one here, but I think we got it pretty locked down. Who will be the first wide receiver drafted? Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, or any other player? And it says slash no wide receivers drafted in the first round. Can you imagine that if there was no That'd one? Be but we're going to Smith. Yeah. I, and I think it's close between chase and Smith, but to what Smith did in college, I think you got to mm-hmm. go Smith here. Yeah. I think Smith is a pretty safe bet to be this, but you never know. I mean, things change all the time and it depends. Smith from Alabama, obviously six, one, one seventy five. He was a senior. So he played all throughout next up. Who will be the first running back drafted? Najee Harris, Travis Etney, or any other player slash no running backs drafted in the first round. It's possible Najee Harris falls into the second round. 
here. So maybe we have to take that into account. But otherwise, I think Najee Harris would be if there would be a running back draft in the first round, we would say it would be Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. And I think that's safer. I think it's safe to say he'll go somewhere in the first, whether it's somehow or high, like 12 or something, which would be random. But I think he could be a nice late little sleeper pick in the first round. I don't think he makes it to the second. So we'll go Najee Harris, but that one, you know, interesting, interesting. Four more here to go before we wrap things up. This one's tricky. Who will be the first defensive player drafted? Caleb Farley, Patrick Sutton II, Pay, Quiddy Pay is his name, Micah Parsons, Gregory Russo, or any other player. Defensive Mike, guys. I'm not all too familiar with these. Did you say Patrick Sertain the second? I did. I'm going to go, not him. I just wanted to hear if, if you said him. It's okay, either okay. going to be him or Micah Parsons here, I think. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say we're going to go linebacker Micah Parsons here. Out of All right, we'll pick, we'll pick Micah Parsons, the old Big Ten guy. Which of the listed players will be selected first? So they're trying to get some out of us here. Trevor Lawrence, not included. Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields? Who's going to be picked first? So comes down to the question, is, it's, is Justin Fields going to go over Mac Jones? Or is Mac Jones going to surprise us and go before? I don't know. I'm thinking Fields. I like your field fields pick here. I like it's it. tough. I see what they did there, and that is tricky. So we're gonna go Justin Fields. We agreed for this next one. It says how many quarterbacks will be drafted in the first round? I think we're going the under. I think we're gonna stay. Well, I should say it's over under five point five. I think we're gonna go under and say five are drafted in round one. We'll go exactly five, like you said. Sounds yeah. good. So that is the under. And now, final question: total number of twenty twenty one first round picks traded. After 8 p.m. Eastern time on 429, which is the draft day, over or under 6.5? That's a lot. Um, well, you know, if teams like the Packers are really, really trade happy this year, it's certainly possible the overs hit. I'd... So you, you, you're leaning over seven first round picks traded? That's a lot. <sighs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, let's go. Let's go under. Because that's okay. way too many, but like yeah, I don't, I can see like five maybe, but not seven. Seven really seems like a lot. So that's all set. Next week we'll give a little draft recap and we'll figure it all out how we did on the DraftKings pool. Maybe we won some money, even though we won't actually win money. It just goes into my account. It's a free account. I'm not betting money out here. That's crazy. Why would I do that? So anything else? Or are we all done with the draft? I think we kind of covered a good, good portion of the stuff for the first round. Yeah, we, we capped out about a lot of great picks that the Packers could make. A lot of guys, you know, we got some sleeper guys we threw out there. I think I think we did a good job. We'll talk about our recap episode, or we're going to do a draft recap next Monday, mm-hmm. which will be great to hear. Um, I think I think that's all I got. Yeah, apologies about the John Tim interview. We tried our best. We got what we could, and then we aren't trying to give you some terrible audio and stuff, so we just put in what we could. And we went with that. So we managed. We made it through. That wraps up episode seven of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.